This is a podcast by The Business Times. The SDI opened on Monday, July 25th, up 0.1%, while the rest of the region opened mainly down. Singapore core inflation hits 4.4%, and factory output growth cools to 2.2% in June. The Federal Reserve raises interest rates by 75 basis points. Gold prices extended gains on Thursday, July 28. And US GDP falls for the second straight quarter, fanning recession fears. It's Friday, the 29th of July. Welcome to Market Focus, a weekly look and market drivers and movements from the Business Times. I'm podcast editor, Clarissa Montero. Singapore started the trading week on Monday up 0.1%, but edged down 0.03% to close at 3,180 points, following Wall Street's lead last Friday. Market sentiment may also have been dampened by core inflation figures. In a week where all eyes would be on key economic data, Singapore's core inflation hit 4.4% in June, up from 3.6% in May, and the first time that it has breached the 4.0% handle since end 2008. Meanwhile, headline inflation, which includes accommodation and private transport costs, surged to 6.7% from 5.6% in May, according to figures released on Monday. The Monetary Authority of Singapore and Ministry of Trade and Industry acknowledged in a joint statement that inflationary pressures will remain elevated in the months ahead. On Tuesday, it was reported that Singapore's factory production growth slowed to 2.2% in June, down from 10.4% in May, as the sector was dragged down by softer electronics output and declines in pharmaceuticals and chemicals. At the midweek, Asia opened weaker, mirroring a global retreat. The SDI started down 0.04%, but closed the day up 0.4% at 3,205 points. On Thursday, the SDI gained 0.5% to close at 3,221 points, as markets in Asia tracked overnight Wall Street gains after the Federal Reserve raised interest rates. Today, tracking overnight gains on Wall Street in Europe, most of Asia opened in positive territory. The Straits Times Index rose 0.7% to 3,243 points at the opening bell. Here's Lionel Lynn, Director of Research at SGX Securities, with some context. The SDI is now above its recent five-week range trading consolidation at around 3,200 level, a level last seen in the middle of June this year. For the past five sessions ending Thursday, the STI has gained 1.2%, higher than the regional FTSE Asia-Pacific Index of 0.6% and looks to end July with a 3.8% gain. Across the Singapore market, some of the notable outperformers for the week for companies with market cap of at least 300 million Sing dollars. Coal miner Golden Energy and Resources gained 14.6%. The company this week provided a profit guidance for their first half earnings, expecting a significant improvement in both revenue and earnings year-on-year, mainly due to consolidation of results from its recent acquisition and higher ASPs from increase in metallurgical coal and energy coal. The company will announce results by 14th of August. Real estate agency Propnex was up 11.2% for the week, the company recently upgraded its forecast on Singapore's private home prices and now expects a 7-8% to 8% price gain for the full year, as prices gradually increase for the rest of the year, 
with upcoming launches stimulating price growth. Leading tech manufacturer and solutions provider Aztec Global gained 8.2% this week. On Monday, the company reported second quarter FY22 net profit growing 79% year-on-year on the back of strong production volume and shipment of IoT device and data communications products to customers. Aztec sees continued volatility in their operating landscape amidst macro headwinds, but remains positive on global demand for their products in the longer term. The week's notable laggards were leading banking solutions and fintech firm Silver Lake Axis, which declined 8% this week, though on a year-to-date basis, the stock has gained about 46%. Nanotech solutions provider Nanofilm Technologies declined 5.6%. The company will report half-yearly earnings on 11 August after market close. Investors have been focused on rising costs and the trajectory of end demand for discretionary consumer tech products. Retailer Metro Holdings declined 4%. The company in its earnings announcement saw a 36.3 million Sing dollars. Retailer Metro Holdings declined 5.3%. The company in its earnings announcement saw a 36.3 million Sing dollar impairment losses for its financial year ended March due to the ongoing credit situation in China's property sector. From a funds flow perspective, we see the overall market with a combined over 100 million Sing dollar institutional outflows for the past five sessions. On an individual name basis, companies seeing the highest institutional inflows so far this week were Yangzijiang Shipbuilding, Maple Tree Industrial Trust, and AEM Holdings. It is peak earnings season right now, with investors paying close attention to companies' results and their outlook commentaries for the rest of the year. In the US, the Federal Reserve on Wednesday hiked rate by 75 basis points for the second consecutive time and this was in line with expectations, taking its benchmark rate to a range of 2.25 to 2.5% post the four hikes this year. The Fed remains committed to tame inflation but did not give specific guidance on the magnitude of the rate hike come September meeting and will look to make a decision based on the economic data they get between now and September. Yang Jinwan, journalist with the Business Times News Desk, provides further insight. As July comes to an end, investors continue to observe further signs of a slowing economy with the release of weak macroeconomic data. Shrugging off the softer macroeconomic numbers, investor sentiment may have received a boost from news out of the Singapore exchange. On Monday, the boss reported that Singapore stocks saw six-week high net institutional inflows last week, potentially signalling greater confidence in the local market. Still, all eyes were on the US Federal Reserve's announcement after their July Federal Open Market Committee meeting on Wednesday. In line with expectations, Fed Chair Jerome Powell announced that interest rates would rise by 75 basis points. Wall Street cheered the news on Wednesday as Powell left the door open on the size of the Fed's next rate move, with the S&P 500 gaining 2.6% and the Nasdaq Composite Index climbing 4.1% overnight. Similarly, local investors likely sold the rumour and bought the news after pricing in a potential 100 basis point interest rate hike in earlier weeks, with the STI gaining 2.2% for the five days ended Thursday. 
For the week, Maple Tree Industrial Trust stood out on the STI and climbed 2.3% after it posted a 4.2% year-on-year gain in distributions per unit on Monday. Investors were also bullish on banks, with DBS, UOB and OCBC being among the top 10 best-performing counters on the index. Investors' hopes of higher net interest margins ahead of second-quarter earnings results may well pay off. On Friday, UOB posted an 11% rise in second-quarter net profit year-on-year on improved margins as well as recovery in trading and investment income. Its shares rose 0.9% in early trade. Still to come, the US Federal Reserve, which raised interest rates this week, seemed to give markets a reason to cheer. We take a closer look with Lionel Lin and Yongjun Yun. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. Quite a lot of key economic data was released this week. For example, Singapore's June factory output growth increased 2.2% year-on-year, below consensus's 5.4%, and was a moderation from the 10.4% expansion seen in May. On the back of moderating semiconductor and biomedical output, Lionel, what other key information should investors be looking at? The IMF in a report suggested Singapore may need to adopt a slower pace of fiscal surplus accumulation noting that the country makes fiscal policy the first line of defence against downside risks. IMF stated that considering the uneven recovery, further tightening of the fiscal stance should accommodate continued targeted support for individuals and firms still impacted by the pandemic or other shocks. IMF also stated higher public spending may help reduce Singapore's external surpluses. Singapore Tourism Board data showed Singapore's hotels reaped the highest revenue per available room in June, the highest level since the pandemic started, with average room rate also surging 63.1% year-on-year to $238 Sing dollars in June. Average occupancy rates hit a six-month high at 77%, just six percentage points below pre-pandemic levels of 83% registered in December 2019, and January 2020. Singapore government securities yield curve inverted on 22nd of July, with the yield on 10-year Singapore government securities closing below that of the two-year Singapore government securities. Analysts suggest this may potentially impact home mortgage rates and other borrowing costs packed to short-term interest rates. Sovereign Wealth Fund GIC reported its rolling 20-year annualised real rate of return as of end March was at 4.2%, down slightly by 0.1% from the previous year. GIC is rebalancing its portfolio by increasing allocation to certain asset classes such as private equity and real assets as recession risks grow. Annualised nominal return, not accounting for inflation, came in at 7% in US dollar terms. In terms of geographic exposure, about 37% of GIC's portfolio is in the US and about 32% is in Asia as at March 31st this year. Lionel, could you share some highlights of the earnings reports that might be indicators of sectors which investors have their eyes on? It was an earnings-heavy week as companies reported their results for the June quarter. 
UOB before market open on Friday reported 2Q net profit rising 11% year-on-year on the back of improved margins with some recovery in trading and investment income. Net interest income for the quarter grew 18% as net interest margin rose by 11 basis points to 1.67% with loans growing at about 8%. OCBC and BBS are also slated to report their results middle of next week. SIA reported that it carried 5.1 million passengers in 1Q FY23, increasing 158% Q-on-Q and more than 14 times year-on-year as its passenger load factor grew to 79%, up 64.2% year-on-year. The carrier is expecting robust forward sales and expecting steady demand through year-end. SETS posted 1Q FY23 net loss of $22.5 million versus a net profit of $6.4 million in the corresponding quarter last year on lower government grants and increased costs. The company has been ramping up operations and building resource capacity and capabilities to meet anticipated increased volume on the back of an aviation recovery. SIA Engineering 1QFY 2022-23 profit after tax fell 11.7% year-on-year, while revenue grew 36.9% year-on-year on an increase in line maintenance revenue due to more flights. The number of flights handled in June has now reached 55% of pre-pandemic volumes. The company has seen signs of strong recovery in the aviation sector, but pointed to macro headwinds that may negatively impact. IFAS reported 2Q FY22 net loss of $2.69 million due to a one-off impairment from its exit from the onshore platform service business in India. The company expects overall revenue to continue growing in 2022, but expects net profit to see a decline. In the longer term, IFAS expects robust profitability ramp between 2023 to 2025 as its new e-pension division in Hong Kong becomes a strong contributor. U.S. equity markets were also unfazed by weak second-quarter U.S. GDP figures, which showed the economy shrinking 0.9% year-on-year. Although the U.S. has experienced two consecutive quarters of negative growth, with GDP falling at an annual rate of 1.6% in Q1, the National Bureau of Economic Research has yet to call a recession as it considers other indicators like job numbers and industrial production. Regional indices appear to also be taking the news in their stride. Japan's Nikkei 225 rose 0.2% and South Korea's Kospi rose 0.8% in early trade on Friday. Junyan, what should investors keep their eye on for the week ahead? Next week, Ascendus REIT, Fraser's Logistics and Commercial Trust, Semcorp Industries, Venture Corp and Wilma International are expected to post their earnings as well. Semcorp Industries earlier guided for higher profits for the first half of its financial year on the back of continued high electricity prices in Singapore and India. This has been Market Focus from The Business Times. I'm Clarissa Montero with Lionel Lin, Director of Research at SGX Securities and Yongjun Yan from The Business Times News Desk. That was a podcast by The Business Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. 
Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. This podcast is meant to provide general information only. SPH Media accepts no liability for loss arising from any reliance on the podcast or use of third parties' products and services. Please consult professional advisors for independent advice.